how do we want to do like this little intro is it <laughs> oh is there is there a drop yet uh, we don't have music yet we will by the time this comes out i think sick um clay already had some ideas for what he wanted to do okay so i'm thinking we hit him with something like hey <laughs> welcome <laughs> welcome to the to notes for notes by Devon and Chris. Hello, hello. Welcome to Notes for Notes, man. Uh, I guess we can do that. I don't, I don't think it matters how it starts. I Yeah, I don't know how... Uh, that, I haven't listened to many podcasts' first episodes. Me neither. I don't think anyone ever really listens to the first... Unless you're like... Mich- unless you're like a ground floor, like, you know them very well. Yeah, unless it's like Michelle Obama or Bill Simmons fucking starting a podcast. Where they have like the huge rollout and everything. They're yeah, already established as exactly. like a podcaster. Who else had one? Um, oh, what is the name of the... I, I hate to say this because it sounds fucking... But like, who's the comedian lady that... Amy Schumer, she had a podcast. Did she really? Yeah. Clearly, no one knows. No, <laughs> exactly. I, I've never heard of it. I don't think it does very well, but she had a big rollout for hers. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't have six years of the entertainment industry under my belt. True. So, very true. Fuck it. This is the Notes for Notes pod. Welcome. <laughs> this is it. Sorry, Welcome to the know. Notes for Notes podcast. Yeah, you, you don't get a special intro. Uh, no. SMD for the moment being. <laughs> <laughs> for the time being. For the time being. First time listeners, all SMD. All SMD. Any any misgivings you have with this, it's SMD until we fix it. <laughs> until we figure it out, because this is our first time doing this show. Exactly. Uh, we just spent a good 40 minutes trying to figure this microphone thing. Oh, more than enough time. We, I'm going to give all the credit to Chris. Uh, uh, as I should. Appreciate that. <laughs> it is my computer. It's your computer. And I did a... I'm sure you thought when you walked in and saw this that everything was going to go smoothly. Oh, I... With, f- my, with my boxes I, acting as barriers so <laughs> the dog won't trip over wires. I, yeah, I kind of assumed this would be like um, an interview on The View where mm. I would uh, pop in and be... <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I'm, so, I'm very experienced with audio technology. No, I, I figured <laughs> you, were, you had audio technical minor in <laughs> your degree. <laughs> Turns out I did not. Turns um, out I technically don't. But yeah, so welcome to the Notes for Notes podcast. Uh, my name's Chris. Name is Devon. And uh, we met, did we meet in middle school or high school? I, I, I always forget. Yeah, but definitely middle school. Probably eighth grade, right? Because that's when me, that's when all the all the kids in my neighborhood moved over to from Jones to Osborne. Yep, yep. That's so it right. had to have been then. And then, and then we took took a cool little trip to D.C. That was a good time. That's true, dude. The fucking <clears throat> D.C. trip. Shout, shout out Kelly Sloan. Oh, Kelly Sloan. You're a wonderful woman. You're, you're a amazing. wonderful woman. Probably the best teacher I've ever had. Uh, you are an angel to the institution of school. Yeah, you don't really remember many middle school especially like i feel like i remember more elementary school teachers than middle school teachers definitely she she was a great one well golden golden little nugget out there shout out kelly sloan so yeah we met in middle school went on a sick tc trip had a bunch of classes together in high school and then kind of didn't really speak to each other until we started playing Dungeons and Dragons together. Yeah, dude, D&D, yeah, it, during the panty. Mm-hmm. During the panty. 
during the classic pandemic. And I think like I literally just I saw you post something, I think either on Twitter or Instagram. Probably about D and D and I I was like, I wanna do that. So <laughs> I I I'm not gonna say I slid into your DMs because I that I feel like that should only be a term should be reserved for me <laughs> interacting with So women. anyways, the homie slid into my DMs. <laughs> But yeah, I hit him up and I was like, hey, tell me about this. What is this? I've always wanted to try Dungeons and Dragons. And yeah, so then we started playing and then out of the blue on, well, no, actually I forget. Um, It wasn't just that you called me about the podcast. Originally, um, you showed interest sliding into my DMs once again. Oh yeah. But this time in my, on my music Twitter at Shots on Music. Yes. Um, Talking about wanting to write uh, the Dark Lane Demos 2 review was that what it was it's a dishes dark lane t- t- dark dark lane demo tapes yes that's right that's right yeah so i i saw i think i saw you post about your uh, phoebe bridges review right i believe it was that or something it had to have been that i think that's it because i think that was the last one i've written it's been months now but i saw you post that i didn't read through all of it but i read i started reading it and i was like oh this guy's this guy cares about you like actually cares because you know there are a lot of people who talk about music and they're like yeah i like music but they're not a lot of people who are like yeah music you know? yeah it's like their career and they're a little jaded at this point and you got a you got a deadline to meet the album came out yesterday yeah and pitchfork wants the review up in three hours <laughs> asap so it's like, oh yeah, very, very musically aesthetically pleasing. Wow, they really, uh, they they really went out of their way on this one. Yeah, I bet they did, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always, I always think of that Jay Z quote uh, from that. I forget if he was on Sway or if he was. I think it was on Sway. I think I know where he said about. like an album, an album comes out and people are giving it a review like two days later. You yeah. can't do that. You got to wait. You got to have time. Album in in two days. It's, exactly. It's impossible Sway. Like whatever. The fuck exactly. I can't do a Jay-Z impression. I'm going to cut that out. But no, you're right. You're right. And so I saw that and I was like, oh, this guy actually gives a shit about music. Uh, I, you know, I'd love to try my hand at writing something. I think I'm decent at writing. I just don't have the vigor for it. So I think I sent you over a draft with like mostly done, but then never circled back around to finishing it. And I haven't I haven't touched a Google Doc when it comes to writing a review in months now, so I totally get not having the drive to actually get it done. Oh, I feel way less bad. Thank God. Of so course. after that, you know, that kind of like fizzled out. We kept playing D and D, and then like two weeks ago, I'm two yeah two weeks ago, ch- chilling with a lady friend, and we're listening to Pyramids. And she, she knows she's what? So she doesn't have much R&B and hip hop background. So like fair, fair. Yeah. So like everything she's listened to so far has been like, because I've introduced it and I'm listening to it. And I was like, you know, I had that epiphany that happens sometimes when you hear music and then like really listen. It's like, oh shit, this song is about something. Right, right. You find, it's like, oh, that's what that lyric meant. Or like, I, I love when you uh, you think they're saying one thing for the longest time until you finally like pull up the lyrics and it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me that I, I think I hear completely different things. And when I'm singing along in the car, yeah. I'll just say whatever random words I think fit along. Easily. It never makes any coherent sense. And then I look at the lyrics, and I'm like, oh, oh. yeah, it's actually like it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're not. This isn't gibberish. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that with pyramids. I had that moment 
and me and this woman, we talked for like 30 minutes about this song and like dug into it. And I was like, damn, this is really fun to do. So then I went on like YouTube or just Googled it. I was like, damn, I wonder if like I can just, you know, I'm a consumer. So I was just like, can I just hear someone do this about a bunch of shit I like? Turns out, no. Not really. <laughs> so I think like the one or two songs, and I specifically looked it up for Pyramids, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, has anyone done it about this? It's such a profound song. It's a great song. Um, and like I, there was like one v- review video, but it was like it was a pretty ignorant review, if that makes right. Sense. Was it more of like a reaction video of like yeah. first time hearing it, and then this is what I think? Yeah, which I mean is cool and all, but not what I was looking for. Right. So then I was then I hit. I was like, well, fuck. I know Chris likes music too. I know he, and I don't mean Chris likes music. I mean Chris loves music. I do, <laughs> and I, I know do. I fucking love music. So I called him. The up. streets have been talking. The street, <laughs> the, the streets say we love music. So we say, why not this? Yeah, yeah. yeah so this is going to be a podcast. Um, we don't have everything 100 percent figured out yet other than it's going to be a podcast that's all I'm and we're we're going to do some new project reviews um once we've done a few listens i think right now we're planning on reviewing the newest brockhampton project roadrunner new light new machine i believe is the rest of the album title i don't know i'm be honest i haven't tried to remember what the rest is that's perfectly okay. not to be disrespectful but i'm not gonna i'm just gonna call it roadrunner uh what are you what are your pre- preliminary thoughts we'll give them a little sneak peek Preliminary thoughts. So I'm a big fan of, okay, so I, I, I hate to say this because it makes me sound like an, an R&B dick rider, but I'm a big fan of their more R&B hit, uh, like slaps on there. Mm-hmm. I think they're just done better. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I think a little bit of that lends to that's, that's kind of their pocket. And I don't like to box in artists, so I don't like to say that, but that's what I like more. And they're, you know, some of their hip hoppy stuff. The hip hop rap, the hippity hop, hop. it's good, but um, it's just not done as well, you know. Mm. And I'm, you know, I wonder if they don't put as much time and attention to it. They want to get to more of the R and B stuff, or they get more excited about the R and B stuff because that's sort of their roots. I'm not hating on it. It's it's a it's good. It's it's good overall, but that's sort of my feel. I think. I think a lot of people would agree with that because I know a lot of the criticisms they got, especially on some of their early projects was they weren't as technical with, um, like the rap ability wasn't quite there. They had like the energy and the, the charisma to, to pull it off in the end. But I think they just kind of lacked that like technical edge. Um, that being said, I fucking love this project. Uh, we'll get more into it in in that episode, but um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, there was a I saw a YouTube video that I guess this guy does like ten second album reviews. Oh really? So it's just like the quickest review ever, and and his take on this was uh, uh, the new Brockhampton Roadrunner. They finally sound famous or something like that. They it was just too. I, I will. The production them, was nuts. The production quality was crazy high. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the things I'm always, I know going into a Brockhampton project that I'm really going to love the production. It's just whether, I don't, I don't know. There's some like intangible with a few of their songs where it's just like hit or miss for me. Even if I really like the production, something might be off or something might just click and I'm I'm just obsessed with the song. Is that is is that like 
the like the soul in it. <laughs> Maybe I don't know because like something about bankroll on this new project, um, the one with ASAP yeah, uh, Ferg and ASAP Rocky, and they had a. I don't want to get too into it, but I I've been playing that song nonstop. That's okay. Nonstop. Um, so yeah, that'll be y'all hear a lot more about that album coming up. Um, but for today's episode, we thought that. Since hopefully a lot of the people listening don't already know us, shout out all of my friends that I've <laughs> that bothered. To this. <laughs> yeah, shout out all my friends that I've I've bothered uh, and told to listen to this first episode. But we thought we would go through and give y'all a little context for the opinions that you'll hear throughout the duration of these episodes, um, and we're just gonna run down. Not not necessarily our five favorite albums no, of all time. This is for sure not five. Definitely days. not favorite. So please don't come at our throats. We don't think these are the five greatest albums, albums of, of all time. time. So you, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not, there's not going to be like Miles Davis on here. There's not. I I don't have Queen on my list. I know yeah. that uh, some people stand these like older artists, but we're really just going to give more context to to the habits to our listening our current day listening habits i guess yeah i i yeah so i I looked at it and thought about like for like what are the formative albums for me you know not not the Mm -hmm. ones i first listened to not the ones i currently listen to every day but like what were the ones that put me on the path to what i listen to and how i perceive music today definitely you know definitely so almost like a little preface for the rest of the podcast context for why I talk about the shit I talk. And by the way, I am so open to giving criticism. Like I'm, t- there's gonna be, there's gonna be some. Cause you know what I love oh, music for sure. And I want it to be great. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, I I did listen to each of the albums on your list prior to this recording, because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. But luckily, I think I had listened to all these projects in their entirety before, except for. Hmm. I want to say, I don't think I ever listened to the Uzi project all the way through. All the way through. Before this. You definitely heard. I definitely heard like Money Longer. Yeah, there's no way like you that. hadn't heard some of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but first time listening to it all the way through. And honestly, the second I put it on, I was like, oh man. Oh man. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I guess we'll start. I'll, I'll let you start. Devon. Why don't you give him a little taste of, uh, of your first, your first uh, project? Sure. So one of the things about me. I have always been into music. Always, 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 always. So I've, you know, my, my dad is a musician. My dad's family side there. A lot of them are musicians. Um, and so I've always had music like heavy in my life. So probably the first things I heard were like a lot of reggae. My parents are from the Caribbean. So a lot of reggae from like the nineties and eighties, I had a lot of that going on. And then, of course, I lived in New York with my parents, so... Boom, bap. Oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of rap and hip-hop that was popular at the time. Uh, so, shout-out to Brooklyn, my birthplace. Amazing space for a musical artist, especially the hip-hop. True. Birthplace um, of me and hip-hop, I think, actually. Hey. <clears throat> Look at that. Now you're on a podcast. No. Who would have thought? <laughs> thought? You're right. Uh, so... Um, you know, rap and hip hop was a huge background of mine. And one of my first like formative albums was the Carter three, uh, that Lil Wayne album. So the reason it was formative was because that was my first album that I purchased. 
mm-hmm. funny enough, in New York. Um, well, not funny, I guess, but uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, it was purchased in New York. So my mom, me and her were, were in New York for something and we were like on the street and I saw a bootleg version of the Carter three. And I was like, Hey mom, can I get this? And <laughs> so she buys it for me and it's the bootleg. So it didn't have the parental guidance on it. Thank God. Or she would have nixed that. Like no I was about, I was about to ask. I'm, sh- I'm shocked that she bought you the Carter three. It did not have that little, cause it was bootleg, right? It was just printed yeah. out. They didn't. So that was one of the first albums I heard. I ha- like owned. So I played that a shit ton and boy, was that, that was pretty big for getting me into like Southern hip hop. Cause before that I was all about like Buster Rhymes, Jay Z, 50 cent DMX. Like I was all about the New York rappers right. and that got me into like, and, and I, I'd lived in Georgia already or I was no. Yeah. I would have, I'd have lived in Georgia at the time, but I wasn't really into like Southern hip hop yet. Right. Right. I think that's pretty common too. I think, uh, at least especially for me, my first exposure to hip hop. Well, my first exposure to hip hop that I was really, really into is a project that I'll talk about later, but I don't think I even, other than like the obvious, Hey, ya, which is like, you know, you're going to, you're going to hear that at every sporting event, every fucking school dance. And that's what it's got to be 99% of people's first exposure to Southern hip hop. And, for a good portion of this, those people probably until Migos came through and just Atlanta Trap took over the music scene. Oh, yeah. If it weren't for that, I don't know if a lot of people would have been exposed to much more Southern hip-hop. Uh, no, not even close. I, th- I think, like, even stuff like T.I., I don't think was... If you liked hip-hop already, of course you knew who T.I. was, King of the South, you know, right. one of the best to ever do it, duh. But you weren't hearing him casually... <laughs> At goals. <laughs> no, no, and he's like, if you, if there's a movie, and someone's putting a hip hop track in it, they're probably going with Jay Z. They're probably going with Biggie. Yeah. Or they're going West Coast and they're going with some Tupac. Yeah. Snoop, something like that. Some NWA, something like that. You know, Definitely. you didn't really hear Southern hip hop's representation in uh, mainstream culture, especially until. Gosh, I I I'm, I wouldn't be the best person to respond to this question, but I'm assuming until trap just absolutely exploded and yeah. became the sound of the late 2010s. Yeah, I would say so, because before that, of course, southern hip hop existed and existed strongly, but it was in it was in like a bubble, right? It was in its own little bubble that didn't really pop and go much no much anywhere else really, but when Migos, Future started to pop. Um, yeah. And I'm not giving, of course, like there's a lot of reasons why they were able to be as successful as they'd like. Um, but yeah, they, it, it, it was definitely them. It was definitely them that gave like Southern hip hop artists like a platform to be heard on a much larger scale. Right, right. Um, so what, what, what song on the Carter three do you first remember being like, Oh shit, this is like, I'm going to be into this for a while. What? That's a good question. Hold on. Let me pull up. the. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually a good question. I'm a dumbass for not looking at the track list already, but the kind <laughs> man, what a fucking album. 
Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it would have been Mr. Carter. Easily. Man, what a great song. Oh, yeah. What a great song. So, the... Yeah. And I think Amelie, I, I was already familiar with because it was Amelie, already... Amelie, yeah, Amelie. it was already a lead single. Uh, got, I mean, if you look at this track, it's crazy it how good is this insane. is. <laughs> got it is insane. Got Money. The, the run of Mr. Carter, Amelie to got money is an insane three song that's run. a crazy three song run that i think is like it's got to be up there in terms of like rap <laughs> i i feel like the, the three song run is a very good metric for measuring an artist's potential i, and do I too. think that's a pretty good representation of lil wayne being an absolute fucking freak stringing together three on an album that are just banger after banger after banger yeah it's not easy and honestly, man, if there was a better song to match next to Mrs. Officer and Let the Beat Build, like if Lollipop came after Let the Beat Build, that might be, even be a better run. Because <laughs> Let the Beat Build is crazy type of lyric, crazy lyricist ability. Mrs. Officer is, is Mrs. I don't even have to talk about Mrs. Officer because duh. Yep. And Lollipop is fucking Lollipop, man. But Lollipop's iconic. You know, like so. But Shoot Me Down is between it. I'm not, I'm not knocking Shoot Me Down at all. It's just, it's not Lollipop. So <laughs> what am I going to do? But, I, think that, I think that's a great pick. What, when's the last time you listened to the Carter 3? Like it's an entire, in its entirety bef- before us planning to do this. Yeah. So that probably would have been at some point last year. I got into a, like a Lil Wayne flow where, um, would it have been last year? It, it was whenever, like, have you seen that like hip hop documentary on Netflix or heard about it? I think it's just- I've heard about it. So it's pretty great in my opinion. And it goes through like history of hip hop and different stages. It's framed extremely well. And of course they talk about Lil Wayne because duh, how do you talk about the history of rap without Lil Wayne? Right. And I was hearing like, they were playing clips of like the block is hot as they're talking about it. And I was like, fuck, this is all so good. So I like, I went back and listened to like a ton of Wayne projects. Uh, nice. Started with hot boys and just kept going through it and then and then like at some point after i listened through all the studio albums i was like oh shit he's got mixtapes oh he's got so many mixtapes <laughs> this guy was a mixtape monster what am yeah. i doing he was like little he was like a based god levels of mixtape drop it was for, for a period of time so then i went back and listened to like all the dra- uh, droughts and no ceilings and sorry for the weights oh man oh man <laughs> so just was, went through an absolute wane uh, like relapse almost oh yeah easily so that was the last time i heard it it's an entirety and it's just as good as i remember and it definitely set me on the path of like after that i started to listen to like ti and mm-hmm. jeezy and young jack and so like i was into soldier boy like at the right time because i'd heard wayne mm. earlier Dude, every time I, I hear Jeezy, I just think about the time that uh, I went and saw Chance at the Tabernacle, I want to say. It was after he dropped that surf project with Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment. So it was before project. Coloring Book and all that stuff. And Jeezy uh, was brought out like on stage. Really? And I had no fucking clue who Jeezy was at the time. Because <laughs> I was like relatively new to the hip-hop scene. And fucking Metro Boomin was the oh. opener. The two openers were Drom and Metro Boomin. And looking back, wow. like, he played, you already know he did the I just fucked your bitch in, in, some, in some Gucci flip flops, and people yeah. went absolutely insane. 
Dude. And I, at the time, also had no idea. Metro hadn't really popped off in the way that he would in the next few years. And looking back on that, I'm just like, what a fucking crazy show. That's awesome. What it's an insane show. It's really fun to look back on like shows when artists were smaller and be like, damn. <laughs> I miss that shit. It, well, it's like... Uh, it's like Brockham, Brockhampton for me. I, I've seen them three times now, and each time the venue... Well, they didn't change venues the last two times, but each time it's gotten sweatier and sweatier. <laughs> and it's just... I don't know if I can do it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to need to get, buy myself a seat next time. I can't be in that pit. Dude, I did the same thing like at the Travis Scott's Astro Fest. So I'm a huge fan of Travis Scott's, and me and, me and some homeboys, every year he's done it, we've flown out to Houston for his... like one day festival with a shit ton of artists like nice it's been great and the last time we went me and my buddy we were like halfway through the trap set like the end of the night and me and him at some point we looked at each other like and it's it's a mosh pit with travis scott oh yeah it's like a fucking rock show it is like a rock show yeah me and him like halfway through we're like all right, let's go stand in the <laughs> <laughs> right, like, like, I, And you're not a small guy either. I'm not. Right, right. It's not even the danger. It was, I think it's just we're, I don't have the vigor I did when I was 21. And I feel that. For context, I'm 25. So it's Same. not even like I'm that fucking old. It's just right. like, I don't know. Something about it was like, okay, we've we've done this. Yeah, when you're, <laughs> it, you don't necessarily have to, have to out-muscle the people in the pit. You have to out passion them yeah, exactly and when they're 21 and they, they got a little more <laughs> they're a little hammered they, they got a little more than you they got just a bit more they got a little more so yeah i had that feeling too of like yeah, i don't i shouldn't be here anymore man <laughs> we're not the same as we once were well the con the concert thing actually is a good segue um to my first album on this list um which I'm going to go all the way back to like middle school days Woo. when I fell in love with Paramore and who, what, what angsty tween didn't fall in love with Paramore at some point. Did you fall in love with Paramore or Haley Williams? That's honest. a great question. <laughs> That's honest. a great question. I think I may have fallen in love with Haley Williams first. No, that's a lie. Actually, I think I fell in love with the song "Misery Business" first. Ah. Um, that the album, the album that I'm picking, of course, is their 2007 smash riot. Which, <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about an album with some crazy, crazy great songs on here, I mean, they've got "That's What You Get" featured on Rock Band too. Only song. <laughs> Only song I ever 100%ed on expert on guitar. Really? Yep. Impressive. Uh, Misery Business. Duh. Absolute college bar banger. Come on. Put that on in any college bar and watch 85% of the white women in there lose their shit. Look, you. so you say college bar, but look, you're, you're thinking about when you're in college. If you do that now, I don't think you get the same reaction. Uh, you definitely wouldn't. I don't think you would. <laughs> they, won't even, they won't even perform that song anymore. Really? Um, yeah, because it, it, Haley Williams thinks it's like uh, very slut-shamey with the, the lyric. Um, fuck, I can't think of it now. I'm under pressure. <laughs> um, uh, is it the one where she's um, it's just about you know like taking someone's girl and yeah. calling her a slut and shit and yeah no she's definitely dissing whoever yeah, it's definitely a little slut shamey um, but what a banger but I mean, come on Haley slut shamey I feel like it's more like she just she wants to say anything rude to this girl I don't that's think a, that's what I interpret that's what I got as well so like, um, Haley if, I mean if you want to perform it you shake you know <laughs> yeah I don't think she does anymore though so more power to you that's okay um, but yeah this will be right for me uh 
the concert thing was a good segue because this was actually the first concert I ever went to. Whoa. Was it was Paramore and the two openers were Newfound Glory and Tegan and Sarah. Wow. Before Tegan and Sarah really blew up. Um, Those are three unfamiliar names to me, by the way. <laughs> Tegan and Sarah have that one song, you know, it's like a come a little closer. All I want to do is oh come a little closer. closer yep okay i'm definitely cutting that out i do not want to hear myself no, no, sing no, re- recorded back in the podcast <laughs> um um but yeah i went it was me my dad took me with uh, a, a buddy i played soccer with andrew espinoza shout out andrew if you're out there listening i'm, I'm sure you're not but that was a, that was a great time man um he was another really big paramore fan um it was just after they had released brand new eyes they were on the Honda Civic Tour. Excuse me? They were on the Honda Civic Tour. What the hell? And the way that I we got tickets was my dad has always worked in the automotive industry. So he was able to snag like a decent deal because his company like had some relation with Honda. So we got like a certain it, we didn't get backstage passes or anything crazy like that. We got we got like seats relatively close to the front and the side. Well, wait, um, so are you saying there was at the time? Mm-hmm. Honda sponsored a tour with what a bunch of different artists dude or? I need to look this up actually look because <laughs> I, I I don't want to be spreading fake news on our on the first don't episode. be ignorant actually feel free to be ignorant and disclaimer this is not an informational pod. that's true <laughs> Pan- dude yeah Paramore Honda Civic Tour 2010 they called it that on God <laughs> dude they had a fucking Honda Civic outside of the arena they had it was that it was at Gwinnett Place Arena I still have in my bedroom, I still have a little, you know, like those laminated sheets that you could buy to like put school papers in that would also like snap in your three ring binder or whatever. Yeah. Um, I've still got like one of those stuff with confetti that they shot off at the end of it. Wow. I don't know why I saved a bunch of pieces of paper, but I did. Okay. So I didn't even know that was a thing. So Honda did like an annual tour in that year. That oh, chose. They chose oh, yeah. Paramore as like I saw Blink One Eighty Two uh, at some point there too, which is pretty sick. Damn, that's insane. That's so it, it is what I thought, which is odd because I've never heard of something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? I I didn't recognize how weird that was until just now. Just now, yeah. That's, that it's a Honda Civic tour. That's an odd thought, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, this album. Um, I I think it speaks a lot for I got pretty into more rock I guess more pop rock kind of music around this time I was also a big Demi Lovato fan at the time um, and I will die on the hill that Demi Lovato before like 2012 made the best Disney Channel star music the best Disney Channel star music her here I go. Here we go again. Record. I want to say, someone would catch me on it. Fantastic. Absolutely great record. You know, but, I want to laugh at that, but if I think about it, you're probably right. I'm telling you, her, she's crazy talented. <laughs> crazy she's got, talented. She's got a lot of talent. Um, I just don't love her more poppy stuff now. But no, and you know what? I bet. I, you know, I'm sure this was like an easy entry to her, but I bet she probably would have had an easier time in the music business had she started in the music business and not started off as a, well, Camp, what, probably. Camp Rock was like her. Camp Rock was big. Yeah, that, which, that which really like, put her on the stage. I think that was like her like 
Disney Channel like sort of big debut. I'm sure she'd been in small stuff before that, but that was her like, hey, you're the leading star. And it was musical-ish, but like, I think it was hard, especially like for someone like me, to take her music seriously, knowing that like, okay, you did this camp rock thing, you were out there with the Joe Bros, right? <laughs> right, right. She was. Also, it's a terrible movie. We rewatched it recently. Yikes. It's awful. Jesus. It doesn't, like, High School Musical holds up. Oh. Camp Rock is dog shit. Yikes. It's really unfortunate. <laughs> I, I I love that movie when I was a kid, and it just is absolute <laughs> shit. Ass. Well, just, but then imagine, like, trying to seriously get into the music business when you have real talent. It's really tough to kick the mouse off of your back. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even for someone like Miley, she had to do a lot to kick the mouse off and be taken. Yeah, she had to fucking shave her head. And she, had to do, she had to go pretend to like hip-hop a ton. That's true. For, for That's like true. That years. was a wild album. The one, the hip-hop album she dropped when she was wearing the Jordan jersey and hey, twerking her. Bangers is a great album. Twerking her thing. Do I, do I absolutely think that she was pandering? Fuck yeah. But oh, is, yeah. Hey, is bangers good, though? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Bangers is great. I'm going to have to listen. I don't think I ever listened to it just out of spite, but I might have to listen to it. Dude, Bangers is a surprisingly, surprisingly good album. Uh, And I don't like that I like it, by the way. I wish I (laughs) did. It's a guilty pleasure album. It's a guilty pleasure. It had way more spins than I would like to admit. You know, back in the day when like your iTunes would tell you how many times you played a song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was brutal. It, it had more more plays than I would have ever liked. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> good Lord. Which, uh, good. Coming up next on Devon's list, Bangers by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> it is a good segue into what, at the time that I listened to it, uh, by the way, my list is not in a particular order, but this is a good segue to the next thing on there, which at the time was a guilty pleasure. Like when I was listening to it and liking this and it opened up my eyes a little bit, I was like, oh, I shouldn't fucking like this. But Lil Uzi Vert versus the world. Lil Uzi Vert versus the world. I was very surprised to see this on your list. It is. And so the reason being is because, so after I got into the hippity hip hop, right? Um, And I'd been, oh man, I'd been listening to, I'd got into, so Drake, Drake is probably one of my favorite rappers, right? So I've always been into like Drake, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, like, you know, very lyricist heavy, high quality music, but I'd never been a huge fan of the like, you know, jump up and down rap, the silly rap, the fun rap, you know what I mean? The, the quote unquote mumble rap, the mumble, yeah. as, as the boomers like to call it. As the boomers like to call it. So, you know, he was a part of like that first wave of mumble rappers and I, you know, I'd heard, I'd listened to Migos a lot because, duh, I went to college and went to bars in in Georgia, so of course. Culture, I, culture is the one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time, in my opinion. Easily, easily. So I liked Migos, but I didn't step too much more outside of that. And then I'd been working at a restaurant at the time, and um, do you know Mitchell Pettis? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Mitch Pettis. He and I both worked at the the same the same restaurant, and he'd been like. Dude, you should listen to this dude, Lil Uzi. So, at the, for context, I hadn't listened to too much Young Thug. I only liked liked like the Chief Keef Sosa song. Mm-hmm. Like that was really my only. I didn't. I was like, Young Thug is dumb. These mobile rappers are fucking stupid. Right. Like, I got Drake over here eloquently telling me about a girl he didn't get to bang, and <laughs> you're about to mumble to me about some lean you drank. Get the fuck out of here. Right, right. But Mitch was like pushing. He was like, dude, you gotta listen to this little Uzi. Like it's really good. And I was like, what the fuck ever. Literally first listen. Like on my way to work that at that time. 
like money longer comes on and i'm like okay and you got bad (laughs) i was like oh this is kind of cool right and then what's the next one on that canadian goose it's i think canadian goose is the first one right uh oh is it it do not matter (laughs) it do not matter uh after money longer is grab the wheel there oh yeah so yeah it starts with canadian goose there you go so it starts with canadian goose (laughs) i got canadian goose yeah it's like so many like just really simple really fun flows with enjoyable ad-libs and it opened my mind to like the world of mumble rap yep yep (laughs) and i I can totally see that i I turned from like a hater to like a oh god this is some good shit and that's when i started to listen to like young thug who i thoroughly enjoy now i went through such a crazy young thug phase during my sophomore year of college did you to the point where i was like hmm young thug likes ball main jeans how expensive are those (laughs) And they were way too Yo, that's expensive. Out of your price range, I was like sixteen hundred. Like maybe I'll go for the eight hundred dollars sweatpants, but not the sixteen hundred dollars. Fuck that. Um, yeah, no, I was. I watched every Young Thug interview, and I don't know what it was about. I think I was just like this guy is really, really unique. It's he's such a he's a character. He's, he's like a, a character in a movie that someone wrote. And was like, yeah, what if I just, what if I made a rapper that just pushed all the boundaries? Yeah, what if I, what if I just made a guy who absolutely ignored every rule of, every. like, vocal control and, <laughs> and, like, yes. tone and just let him, like, do what he felt was right? And it turned out to be fucking fantastic. Was, yep, yep. What's your, what's your favorite thug project, do you think? Oh, man. Favorite? Jesus Christ. I think so much fun. And I don't like that it's so much fun because mm. it's his most popular. But Is that his most popular? Uh, over way of record sales. Okay, so if you're a hip-hop fan, it's not his most popular. It actually is pretty low on the rung. Fair. But by sales, it's his most popular. It's his, it's his best-selling. Okay. It's his, Even though I think, uh, uh, why, you know, what is it, Slime Language 2 might beat that. Like his that's the one with future right or no 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 no. sign language too that's was, one that uh, just came out like literally oh that's right yeah oh, with okay. everyone on on his uh like record company that's right that might beat it out but i don't know if i count that because it's like a group album right but that's his best-selling like solo project <sighs> i think i have to give it to that if it's not that on the run is really close mm. a nice little what is it, six projects that yep. i just on the run is great i i fucking love the barter six still <clears throat> Barter, Barter Six, six is, is Barter Six is nuts. great. Check is an insanely crazy Dude, good check song. Check is insane, <laughs> man. And I, speaking of college bangers, I mean, best friend. Oh my! Yeah, my best friend. That, that's not on Barter Six. It's not right. Okay. That's not. But, but that is me, great. It was around the same time. It was like the right before, or right after. I think it was right before. Let me see what Barter Six. I mean. I know we're supposed to be talking about Lil Uzi. But no, we don't know, but this is why he's important. I wouldn't have loved. That's true. I wouldn't have loved Young Thug had it not been for me listening to Uzi. I wouldn't have. You know what I mean? I almost forgot about Halftime. <laughs> halftime. Halftime is great. Numbers. Oh yeah. Barter 6 is crazy. I think Barter 6 is probably my favorite. Uh, the one I've. It's probably the one I've listened to the most. Other than that. Shoot, what was the one that came out right around spring break? 
when I was still at UGA. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, Jeffrey and Slime Season Three. Slime Season Three. Those is two. Up there for those me. two were heavy in the rotation. I, I mean, really with them liked. is a crazy start to an album. What the? Fuck? With the memo. Are you shitting me? What a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sli- actually, Slime Season 3 might be my favorite of his. Slime now that I think about it. Is Drippin' is on there? Digits is on that? Count up them digits. We count up the money. Like, I, I don't know. With them is a wild start. Yeah, yeah. Cause, I like, remember he, he debuted that at that Kanye, like, fashion show or whatever. Yes, I, yeah. He's like, Thug, want to put something new on. And he just plugged in his phone into the ox. Fuck all that. Let's get to it. <laughs> what a little shorty say? <laughs> She's stuck on a dick on a finger. Just, just called called it out here. <laughs> what? I was uh, hearing that and be like, yo. We're actually just going to ditch the entire premise to this podcast, and we're just going to fucking repeat our favorite rap verses of all time. Yeah, so, I mean, look, Lil Uzi's the only reason I dug into people like Chief Keef more, like Gucci Mane more, mm. like... You know, even though that's older, but still, like, the only reason I listen to anything from Kodak Black, it's the only reason I listen to, like, Playboy Cardi, right, right. that album is the reason I, like, gave it any sort of attention. Fair. So Fair. that's that's huge to me, because I listen to a lot of it now. I like that. I like that. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you my, what I was teasing earlier with my first introduction to hip-hop as my second album on my list and that is chance the rapper's acid rap and i can already yeah. hear people cringing <laughs> wait why why are they cringing because i love my wife ah. <laughs> i love my wife i'm so happy yeah 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 it's okay, buddy. We um, we liked him before that happened. This is true. This is true. So the way I found out about Chance the Rapper, uh, I remember we were uh, we were at a soccer tournament for club, and my boy Chad Yoon um, just had uh, Cocoa Butter Kisses on his phone. Just Ooh. like it was back in the day before anyone used streaming. So like you just download whatever songs you want on your phone. Whatever's right and there. And he had Cocoa Butter Kisses, and I was like, huh, I'm really into this. And then I downloaded Acid Rap. First time I listened to it, I was like, damn, this is <laughs> this is insane. I mean, good-ass intro to start. As oh, someone that didn't listen... Man. As context, uh, as context, other than, like, Paramore with Riot and uh, Demi Lovato's Here We Go Again and a couple of other albums that I had actually bought for myself... Um, I wasn't like a big discover music on your own type person, especially not in high school. Um, so for the most part, the stuff I was listening to was just whatever was on like Star 94 or, I mean, before it's passing, R.I.P. 95.5 The Beat. Rest in peace to that. Rest in fucking peace, 95.5 The Beat. I think I would have gotten into hip hop much earlier if that station had just stayed on yeah. the airwaves. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my stuff was just like, Cough Syrup by Young the Giant and like <laughs> all these other like pretty pop leaning um, stuff or all these pop leaning songs and then I got into acid rap and I was like alright this just opens up a whole different avenue um, and I actually remember talking about it with Chauncey in a language arts class um, fucking Miss King oh, Miss King was the best uh, and Chauncey was like, damn, you're into Chance the Rapper? <laughs> because obviously, I mean, 
You remember what I looked like in high school. Yeah. You remember what I was like in high school. I should not have been listening to Chance the Rapper because he was not famous. He was not. And you had, you had like Bieber flow going on. I had the Bieber flow. You know, I was like team captain of the soccer team. Yo. I, uh, you know, I was probably known for some other things but <laughs> definitely not listening to hip hop not, not bumping some chance in your free time that's for sure I also I'm now realizing that, that I said other things in such a sketchy way I wasn't a sketchy character <laughs> yeah, you made it sound like you I just, were stabbing other I just partook in some marijuanas in high school and yeah. that's it I didn't necessarily want to say it explicitly on the podcast but who cares, who cares? it's fine and um but yeah, so that was my first real exposure to hip hop, and from there I downloaded Ten Day, um, and I was just all also in on great. Chance, all in on Chance. I, I, as as annoying as it, as his like is, it was at the time I thought it was so cool. Yeah. It it was cool, and in hindsight, it's not as cool. Maybe I'm older. Maybe it's because he's had other music where he doesn't do that as much. But at the time, it was cool as fuck. And by the way, I'm like 90% sure you're the one who introduced me to like Chance the Rapper. That's nuts. For, yeah, isn't that crazy? Because by that time, I, trust me, I'd already listened to a fuck ton of rap. Right. But I hadn't like, so, and here's the reason. So I had already been really big into Childish Gambino. Love Childish Gambino and his music. Mm-hmm. He, um, I think they'd worked together like maybe once before. They had that one song on three, on uh, Because the Internet. But because the internet, all she was, needed was some. Yeah, was that around the same time as? Uh, maybe that was twenty. Yeah, so that was after Acid Rap. So, uh, but I think he'd like in interviews and shit, he talked about Chance the Rapper. Okay. Like as someone like that, you know, hey, like hey, yeah, this is a really cool kid. Because the internet was twenty thirteen. When was Acid Rap? Acid Rap was I want to say twenty. I think 2014. 2013 as well. So I think they came out at similar times. So it was about... Okay, so this makes sense. So I'd known who Chance the Rapper was, but never gave him a chance. And you had told me about Chance the Rapper and was like, oh, like, if you hadn't heard Acid Rap, go listen to it. And I was like, uh, uh, And I, like, had not been into drugs at all and so like the, yep. the idea behind acid rap like as a title i was like i don't i don't do any of that right right, right. <laughs> is that for me <laughs> right also disclaimer i was not doing acid in high school i promise no he, he wasn't <laughs> mom i swear <laughs> but like it, it turned me off from it but you like you were like no it's really fucking good and i was like okay and then i heard it and you're right good ass intro came on and i was like oh it's not i mean the it's not the best mixed song, I will say. Like, it's real heavy bass and real aggressive, and it kind of drowns out everything else. But, like, once that bass hit, and I was, like, in my car or whatever, like, driving back from school, I was just like, all right, yeah. No. This is it. It's really good. And then, like, especially when you get to stuff like Juice is super fun. Juice is a great song. And it, it, it starts great and ends great. That's what I love about it. Oh, yeah, and I remember on the initial on the initial project because I know now with it being on Spotify he wasn't able to clear a sample for Juice so that song's not actually on Spotify is it not so I have like I still have it like downloaded on my phone so like I was listening to it the other day and I like and that's that's the one that has the long pause right and then it leads into paranoia isn't that Juice on the downloaded version is like seven minutes long or some shit like that Uh, is it Juice's I thought it was no I'm pretty sure it's Cocoa Butter Kisses no, that's five. 
Everybody. Oh no, it's Push a Man. That's the yeah. Okay. Push a Man has the big paws. Yes. I'm staring right at the track list. I don't know why I couldn't put two and two together. <laughs> Push a Man has the big paws that goes into into paranoia. Um, but yeah, Juice is fantastic. Uh, everybody's something is like such a wholesome. It is good. It's like, it's, it's what Chance tried to pull off project wide on the big day where you have like this really wholesome messaging but it still doesn't sound cringy yeah whereas on the big day i don't i i think this is a popular opinion but i couldn't listen to more than half that album without turning it off because i'm cool (laughs) i mean i'm cool on that dude can i just say chance if you're listening you're not I waited till midnight for that album drop. Me too. <laughs> I waited till 2 a.m. till that album dropped. I woke up in the morning and I drove to my fucking accounting job. I shouldn't say fucking accounting job. <laughs> Let me rephrase. I'm going to edit that part out. I wake up in the morning and I drive to my accounting job and I'm sitting at my desk at like 930 in the morning when the project finally drops. I put on three songs. It must have been. Th- is, is Hot Shower the third song? <laughs> Because holy shit, dude, I have never been more fired up before 10 in the morning than after listening to Hot Shower and just wanting to punch my computer screen. I was like, I'm fucking tired. I didn't get a good night's sleep because I was so excited for this project. And then I got... Yo, Yo, I hate it. Showers, I hated it, and I I love Chance, and I'm so (laughs) hot shower, hot ass, hot ass, and it it sucks because like I'm so I'm so glad that he got famous and got money and got big. Me too, and I'm so glad that he's happy and he's got his family. But like beautiful, but man, I just know he can rap, and he didn't really on that project and do you know looking i'm looking at the fucking features you know how like on big day uh, yeah you know how excited i'd be to see that and i was i was like yo you got Nicki minaj on multiple tracks little dirt you got meg on this you you yeah it's 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 sad that the best song that chance the rapper put out in the year of our... Li- oh, okay, never mind. Big Day was 2019. I was going to say the best song he put out in 2020 was that fucking song he did with Justin Bieber. Oh, the... Holy? <laughs> Holy? Oh, my God. Um, holy so obnoxious to me. <laughs> holy, holy... Yeah, it was... Ziki. Here he goes. Dog's howling. Hang on. Hey listeners, uh, we're going to go on a quick break because my girlfriend's dog is howling and Devon has to pee. So we'll be right back after this word from our imaginary sponsors. Pointing. Okay, we're back recording. What is what was? Ex- explain to the audience what you're about to tell me. So there's a worst part as to why the big day was so disappointing, right? So if you look at the history of this man, oh God, great catalog. You know, he he had acid rap. He did surf. He had the coloring book a few years later, which was great. I loved coloring book. Coloring book was fantastic. You know, that's what an awesome album. 
Um, and then two years later, he puts out all those singles. Wallet Cam, 65th. Oh, yeah. 65th and Ingleside. Yep. Like, I Might Need Security. Like, all these great, fun songs. Wallet Cam was so fun. And you're just like, oh, great. He's about to drop some hot album. And it was hot ass. I'm sorry. Like, I've never, listened, I've never listened to that album. Like, I, I haven't heard all the songs on that. I haven't either. Like, I, I just can't. And I it. know. And, and maybe that like dips into my credibility a little bit like oh how are you dap bashing something that you haven't seen get the fuck out of here but yeah no no i've turned off movies after 10 minutes like 15 minutes ago no this is absolute garbage right right exactly exactly so yeah chance acid rap that's number two on my list great album introduced me to hip-hop fantastic what an awesome album (laughs) jeez uh, I wish there was a good segue between Chance the Rapper and Adele, but there's not, unfortunately. That's okay. <laughs> I think I think just saying those two names in the same sentence is a segue is in it, of itself. That segue enough. Um, so next on there for me is Adele, and so nineteen, man, mm. what a great. One. So the thing with nineteen, here's what happened to me. So. I hope there's a statute of limitations on this, but (laughs) that's a great way to start. That's a great way to start a sentence. That's like starting a sentence with like, I'm not trying to be racist, but trying to be racist. But yeah, yeah, that sounds horrific. I could say anything after that. Um, I hope you keep that in, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so I, I really do hope there's a statute of limitations on this, but I was a, a pirating king back in my day. Hmm. I terabytes on terabytes of media that I just, <clears throat> you, I never even touched all of it, you know? But I, I think I was just addicted to just holding on to it and having all of it. Right. And not because it was free. I didn't even watch a ton, but like movies, TV shows, video games, and of course, music. Lots of music. Lots of music. So, you know, back in the LimeWire days was when I first started doing that. Soldier Boy, shout out to you for promoting your shit by giving us fake fucking music when I'm trying to listen to Eminem. Soldier Boy told him. I heard crank that unnecessarily <laughs> when I'm trying to hear 50 cents, but okay, fine. Did you ever, uh, did you ever like learn the crank that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I sat down and watched like an instructional video for so long when I was in middle school. <laughs> I, I had to learn it. I was clowned by my cousins because I didn't know it. So I had to learn gotcha. it. Gotcha. Gotcha. It was a necessity. So... I, I downloaded a lot, and then I, you know, I grew up a little bit, okay? I went to Pirate Bay, like a real man. Like a real man does. <laughs> like a real man does. And so in high school, me and Pirate Bay were best friends. Had their servers moved around. Had to go to a different, few different domains, but, you know, I always found them. And one day while downloading some music, I was like, you know, I ordered by most popular downloads. I see that this fucking Adele lady, 19, is like number one on the downloads, of, which is huge. Right. That's a lot for Pirate Especially, Bay. yeah, for Pirate like oh man the hiccups especially if it's a pirated website because that's you know people really want it they if they're going it. to that yeah there, that there's extreme. no fake streams on yeah exactly so i'm like i don't know what that is but let me download it boom 19 adele throw it on i think it starts with chasing pavements mm. um no 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 it doesn't start with chasing pavements um god what is the name of the one that starts with oh it's so good it's so good and all I know is I fell in love with Adele and her voice from there. Daydreamer. Oh, Daydreamer. Mm. Um, amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing album, top to bottom. 
adore it all the way through. And I will easily say what ended up happening. Here's how it was like transformative for me. I liked it. And I like, I downloaded it in the morning, mm. came back home from school and listened to it. And it was like late at night, like after football practice and shit. And I was like, man, this is great music to sleep to. So I like let it ride while I slept on my laptop. And then that was my habit for two years straight. Nice. I, w- nice. I went to sleep to Adele's amazing voice. Dude, I used to do that. I had a, I had like a, like an old CD player in my, in my bedroom in like middle school. And that Demi Lovato project that I bought for myself, I played that shit every day when I went to bed. And then when I woke up in the morning, I'd start it from the last song that I could remember hearing before I fell asleep and then just continued on from there. Uh, there you go. So that was me and Adele. And what, you know, what she opened me up to was, uh, <laughs> I guess this, this sort of bluesy vibes. She's yeah. Got. You know? what, what was it that we saw on her Wikipedia page? Oh, yeah, what was it called? Blue eyed, blue eyed soul. That's right. Which is, is as direct and literal as it sounds it's just white people making soul music white people making soul music it's just it really should be called adele soul adele i mean yeah because like who else yeah but yeah i mean i guess would you ed sheeran early on would probably be considered blue-eyed soul uh yeah some of his stuff i think like his uh his orange album or whatever was um it was really poppy. I think it was like less soulful. Etcher maybe. I think it was pretty it was like acoustic like singer songwriter but right. like really heavy pop. I forget what the orange album was. I forgot if that was like the plus sign or the minus sign or whatever it was, but um, <laughs> I don't know what to call his albums. What I was I was real into Ed Sheeran. Um not to sound like a hipster, but I was so into him way before he was popular. Wow. Um, this fucking guy. No, but I remember hearing uh, A-Team, but it was the version of the A-Team with, like, the dude that does, like, the rap verses in between courses instead of, like, Ed's typical verses, and it was just nuts. What it blew my mind. right now? You've never heard the, uh, the A-Team what? song? What do you... It's A-Team, but it's got, like, rap verses in between. What are you? <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> it's called uh, Little Lady. What? Little Lady by Ed Sheeran featuring Mikkel Payne. Oh, this shit is fucked. This, the A-Team is fucked up when you after you listen to this version. All right, we're going to pause and I'm going to listen right, to this. We're going to pause. We'll be right back. Devon and I are going to listen to uh, Little Lady by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> okay, now we're back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey. <laughs> never heard that in my life yeah All right. it's wild so first off that takes me to a few places because first i don't like that version not because it's harsh content i've heard i listen to rap i've heard some harsh content right but it brings me to a conversation i had with the same young lady i was uh speaking to pyramids about and i was talking about modern rap and she you know she was actually talking about the Grammys with me okay. right, and how much, you know, she didn't like the Megan, you know, Cardi performance. Oh, the, the WAP. WAP, yeah. right. And it was, she was not like hating on the song. She was like, yeah, like it's sexual, there's sexual music out there. But like, 
there was no new, there's no nuance in it. You know what I mean? And she was like, I, I respect nuance more than I do the in your face. And that's a whole conversation in itself. But that's what that song reminded me of is like, there was no nuance in the <laughs> is very direct. I don't mind. There was just zero nuance, none. Right. Which has its place in storytelling and especially rap and right. storytelling. But something about it felt too. There wasn't more than the words he was saying, and I hope that makes sense. Right, right, right. I um, I totally get what you're saying. When it comes to WAP, now we're gonna we went from Adele nineteen to WAP. Um, fuck nuance when it comes to WAP, in my opinion, and because there's two ways to create good music, in my opinion, and there's. It's kind of like what you were saying earlier about how you listen to the J. Coles, the Kendrick Lamars, the like lyrically sound, and then you were exposed to like fun hip hop almost. Like WAP is fun. WAP, exactly. It's not going to teach you a lesson. It's not. And that's where I disagreed with her, by the way. I'm bringing up that conversation, but yep. I disagreed with her because to me, well, I disagreed with her that it wasn't a good song. I, I don't know if it should have been on the Grammys at eight at night, but that's a question. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Grammys and pandering, but. Wet ass P word. <laughs> but I was like, no, this song is great. And it's just fun and direct and like, fuck it. Yeah, Some wet ass pussy. Yeah, yeah. like there's nothing. More Get a bucket and a mop for that wet ass pussy. That's it. That's it. That's the only lesson you need is next time bring a bucket and a mop. Macaroni in a pot. All that does is make me think of that vine. Oh yeah, that, that's what good pussy <laughs> sounds, sounds like. like. <laughs> the mom. Oh the my mom. gosh, such a classic, man. R.I.P. Vine, by the way. R.I.P. We miss. Talk it. about musical influences. Fuck that. Cultural influences. Vine. Number I mean, one. That was the reason Yachty got big. True. Was that Zach Fox dancing to his shit? Wasn't oh, it? Oh, it must have been. Mm-hmm. Zach Fox dancing to Lil Boat. God, Lil Boat. That's a whole nother conversation. All right. Well, with that, I'll go to my third album on the list. Oh, yeah. Um, Adele 19. That's a good one. Great one. That's a great one. Um, I am going to go... I'm going to go back to the hip-hop route a little bit, and I'll make this one quick since we're about to have an entire episode on their next project. But I'm going to go with Brockhampton Saturation. And again, I can hear people cringing. Yeah, the OG. Well, yeah, they had one project before that, but no one really counts that as their first project. Okay. Is that like Section 80 with Kendrick Lamar similar? <laughs> no. Kind of. Well, was Section was Section 80 before Overly Dedicated? Uh, No, Section 80 was after Overly Dedicated. Okay. It's like Overly Dedicated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's like cul-de-sac for Charles Gambino. Like, we don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really Bonfire is the actual first bon- one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we count camp. We, we don't yeah. count... There was, some, there was some good stuff on their first project. The name of it is escaping me. I'm going to find it. It is All American Trash. That's right. I've never heard of that in my life. Um, okay. it's, it's got a few really good songs on it, but Saturation was their first, like, really good, really cohesive project. Um, full disclosure, and a uh, huge shout-out to Anthony Fantano, a.k.a. The Needle Drop, oh my God. Um, which is just, like, the most basic thing for me to say. It is. But obviously, like, 
I'm a small white kid that's real into music, so obviously I know who the needle drop is. That's that's the that's the musical equivalent of a white girl saying she likes Starbucks. Yeah, yeah or like uh, or her Tinder profile saying her favorite thing is to Netflix and chill and watch The Office. She loves The Office. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But in all honesty, shout out uh, Fantano. I'm not going to hide the fact that he was the one that introduced me to this project. Um, Gave it a nine, which is just a nutty Fantano score. Um, And that's the only reason I even listened to it in the first place. I remember I was at my parents' house um, in college, obviously. This project came out in 2017. Um, and it was late at night and I was just like watching Fantano videos, trying to find like a new project that sounded like something I'd be interested in. And I'd never heard a single thing from Brockhampton in my life. Didn't hear the singles that they dropped before this project. So I turned it on and heat was the first thing I heard. And I was like, okay, this is one of those kind of more like alternative hip-hop groups where they do like a good bit of screaming and like it implements some of these aspects of heavier music that i'm not as into but i'm like okay i'm like pretty open to it we'll see what happens and then gold comes on next and i'm just like what the fuck this sounds nothing like the first track and i was i was in ever since then then star comes on i mean talk about a three song run like we were talking about earlier Heat to gold to star is that's a good three star that that yeah fucking insane yeah. star star is to this day one of my favorite songs all the oh, pop in, culture in references general? yeah well, I think star is one of my favorite you're songs. not talking just for Brockhampton in the Bulls. no like I'll I'll put I could put that song on at just about any time and be okay with it whoa that's have, high you, have you have you heard star I remember it oh man that's the one with uh it's got a bunch of like celebrity references. Like Liam Neeson with the spin moves. Or wait, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, is that's, an impressive, that's a, like an impressive song. Yeah, that was my thing. Is I was like, damn, they just kept coming with it. I don't, I don't fuck with no white boys unless they're Shawn Mendes. Is a classic, classic Kevin Abstract line. And of course, like that's the first song that everyone, everyone that you've ever seen react to this album. Kevin, Kevin Abstract gives the the iconic. Um, Heath Ledger with some dreads. I just gave my bleep head. And it's like, oh, hmm, okay. You're, you what? <laughs> like, damn. I've never, I've never, like, heard a gay man in hip hop be so direct like yeah, that. Yeah, be so, yeah. And it was, like, it. in your face. I had never heard American Boy Band before, which was a solo project before joining or forming Brockhampton, really. Um, so I was just like, damn, this is a super interesting group. And then the whole project is just, it's all over the place in the best way. Um, and it just really got me into them. And I, I was totally that stereotypical, like, at every party, I was asking, have you heard of Brockhampton? Like, I was a complete, I was a complete stand for a little bit uh, to a slightly embarrassing degree, but Yikes. I've embraced that. And, no, you know, okay. it was a great project. Highly recommend if you haven't heard Saturation 1, even if you cringe at all the vans wearing hat backwards <laughs> e-boys that, that just bang sugar and make tiktok videos hey, i swear hey, they're a good band sugar is so you know the, you know the only reason i ever went back to so at some point you told me about brockhampton i'm sure and i listened to some of it and i was like oh this is cool but i never went back not because i didn't like it but because i was like yeah but they, not i was like yeah, I'll, I'll listen, I'll, i listen to other things right 
And then I'm huge into TikTok, way more than almost embarrassingly into TikTok. You want to hear something insane? All right. So, so I work with, and this is, so I've always known, like, I'm pretty addicted to my phone, right? Right. And, you know, I'm sure everyone feels that way, but I was like, yeah, no, I'm like everybody else. I work with a few young ladies that are like pretty fresh out of college. They're like 22. They're a few years younger than me. So we're, you know, we're close in age. We got a lot of references. We probably have a lot of the same like media, but a little bit different. Right. So we're talking at work and we're talking about like screen time because, you know, iPhones uh, tells you like how much time you spent on the screen. It gives you notification. We're talking about it. This girl walks over to my phone. I show her. I'm not even going to say the number because now I'm fucking embarrassed based on her You got to say the number now. No, no way. You got to say the number. No way. It's your TikTok number? You no, gotta my say overall it. number. Oh, your overall And this oh, is how I know yeah. I have a TikTok problem because TikTok was the biggest driver of this number. Mm. She looks at my overall like time spent on average per day and she goes... <gasps> Oh my God! A 22-year-old said that to me That's to my a face. Yikes. That's a big yikes. Ooh, is it YouTube a lot too, or is it just mostly TikTok? <laughs> it's TikTok all the way. Oh TikTok my God, dude! I'm not gonna say numbers because uh, can you I, give me approximate percentages? Yeah, I've I <laughs> I have a job where if if they're like you did what you're. <laughs> How do you do that and your job? It's embarrassing. All right, so last 10 days, sheesh. So TikTok is 27%. That's nuts. That's a quarter of the time spent that on your phone, phone is open. in the last 10 days is TikTok. And this is a large, all right, I'm gonna let you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, I won't say the numbers. I won't say the numbers. Average time, that's so a quarter of that number every day is insane (laughs) which is yelp yelp so and then below that is team fight tactics because i love league of legends and then from there it's regular it's podcast twitter youtube spotify music right right gmail blah 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 <laughs> but, but, TikTok, but tiktok the giant at the top huge it, no one's even touching it if this was market share they would be dominators in oh, the yeah, market. for sure for sure well I, I only bring that up because tiktok is how i like rediscovered Brockhampton because sugar got popular sugar blew up on tiktok and i was like i didn't give a fuck about the dances honestly i kept replaying because i was like I love this little part. Like the dance is cool, but spending all my nights And I, you'll find out as time goes on. I'm such a sucker from what for like heartthrobs and dudes like fawning after women. It's a reason I love Drake. Yeah. Yeah. So like th- those lyrics like really spoke to me, and I was like, damn, what is this whole song like? And I adore that song. It's got a lot of spins. That's their whole thing, man. Well, I guess they're trying to distance themselves from this as being their thing. But for the longest time, they branded themselves as the world's greatest boy band. Yeah. And I, which it, is super unique for a hip, basically a hip hop outfit. It, and it's it it works. Yeah, it, it definitely fits. It definitely fits. So that was my reintroduction to Brockhampton. TikTok, you were hating on TikTok a little bit. That's why I brought it up. But it got me back there. <laughs> Thank you very I feel much. You. I feel you. Um, but yeah, so Brockhampton, Saturation 1. That's my number three on this list. Also, mine is in no particular order, but definitely a pretty formative project for me. 
and it and it, it's a pretty good one. I don't remember a lot from it. I only listened to it like a couple times, mm-hmm. but I like it. I just don't like like it more than other things I listen to consistently. Fair, which is fine. Fair. Um, but, but speaking of heartthrobs, next time I like has to be has yep. to be Drake. If anyone knows me, like I'm a Drake fanatic, uh, and I always have been, and from the start and from the top, it's just I've been a Drizzy fan. And you know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna tell this story of why I'm a fucking Drake hipster, and I don't care how people feel. SMD. Remember, I'm excited. That. I'm excited to hear this because I actually I don't think I've heard this from the from the beginning. No. Okay. So, uh, my mom, a wonderful woman, has always been a fan of Degrassi. Like she came to America, and that was like one of the shows in the '90s that she got to enjoy. Okay. So as I grew up. I watched it with her as the show went on. Of course, everyone should know, and if you don't know, Aubrey Graham was a part of Degrassi. Aubrey Graham in the wheelchair. Aubrey Graham. And I was a fan of Aubrey Graham before the wheelchair. Cool little curly-haired kid who honestly was a little bit, like, nerdy, and so I I liked him. It was like... You related a little bit. Hey, okay. (laughs) I see you. And so as the show went on, like, his character, like, went to high school and, like, graduated and started fading in the show, but... He still had a role, and you know, as wheelchair Aubrey, he actually in the show started to like write poetry and do music. Really, I actually didn't know that. <clears throat> so he said, "Yeah, in the show, his character started to like do music, go to like little, and you know, he had like storylines about it." And I remember huh. being like, "Wow, some of this is like interesting. Like, it wasn't great because duh, this was early Drake before anything." But I was like, "Oh no, this is actually sounds good." And then. <laughs> like after, like right after he stopped the show, he put out a little bit of music, and I remember listening to it and being like, mm, "You know, that's okay, right? That's that's fine." But then he put out like some more. Sin- oh no! You know what happened? A few months later, I go to New York and mm-hmm. I hear a song with, uh, <laughs> I hear Ransom, um. Drake and Lil Wayne song and I don't remember when did that come out no 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 no, no. that that wasn't I heard that the summer after whatever he put out so far gone I got really excited mm-hmm. is that what is the project actually no oh, no just keep that. going is it what so is far it? gone no I'm trying to think of he had a project before that hold on he had like a mixtape he had a mixtape before so far gone Hold on. Why don't I just look up the song that I'm thinking of that made me go, oh, wow, this kid has a lot of talent. It's called City Is Mine. City Is Mine. <laughs> yeah. It's not a song I would particularly go recommend. It was on comeback season? Okay, great. Um, <laughs> man, the city is mine. D-R-A-K-E, that's me. T-R-O-N-T-O. You know how that story goes. He spelled out his name and the city. And the city in the same bar. Good Lord. Drake, I love you, bro, but that shit was cheesy, but I loved it. I loved it. It was early, Drake. He gets a pass. You get the, yeah. So comeback season came out. I was like, wow, this isn't just Aubrey Graham and the wheelchair actor. Like, he's serious. This shit is good. And then he talks to Wheezy. They put out, I think that's when they put out Ransom After That, which is a great rap song, which, damn, I, it's so old. I don't even have it on my phone. And yeah. I've been rocking, like, Apple and iTunes since, like, I could remember. <laughs> so Damn. I, that's that, how old, is... that song goes way the fuck back. 
and then they put out So Far Gone, and of course, you know the story from there, but I've been a big Drake song, being big Drake fan from the beginning. Right. So, and so nothing with this, nothing was the same would be his third album, and boy, there was so much hype behind it. Like, I mean, nothing was the same was <laughs> insane. Like, what a precursor for so many things to come a when lot. it comes to like the sad boy rap. The sad it, boy. It's rap. almost the Drake put himself out there to be completely fucking clowned for sounding like a whiny little baby. He but he did. And you know what? So Take Care was his, like, you know. I mean, what a Take Care is an amazing, amazing, amazing album. Definitely. Um, I think most would probably call that his best album, and I wouldn't argue that. I might have a difference of opinions, but I would never argue that. Right. Um, and imagine coming off of Take Care, you've got a co-sign from Lil Wayne, the biggest artist in the game, who happens to be in jail at the time. You've working, you're working alongside Nicki Minaj, the biggest up-and-coming female rapper, possibly one of the greatest female rappers of all time. I'll yep. easily put her up there for me personally because how do you compete with that? Cardi B, I love you, but come on. Nicki's yeah. era is unmatched. That's true. Um, she, she was so dominant for so long. She, she's up there in terms of, like, especially influence with, like, the Lauren Hills. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, I mean she, and she's still fucking great. Chun-Li yeah. came out, like, two years ago. <laughs> yep. Yep. And she's been rapping as long as Drake has. So like duh. Yeah. I think I think she gets a bad rep now because her internet stands are so fucking annoying. I know. But boy is she talented. So you know, he's he's got that. He's got young money like all around him beside him and he's got to compete with the likes of Jay-Z and Kanye who are still out there busting their ass. J. Cole is on the come up. Kendrick Lamar is on the come up. And he just did take care. He just did he got past the sophomore slump and people were like, this shit is so amazing. How could he possibly come back with something? And he does nothing was the same. <laughs> yep. Yep. An absolute insane project. Nothing was the same as an insane project. Also, I mean, the the choice of doing the deluxe version with his adult head facing the opposite direction <laughs> is just hilarious. It's pretty great. And Tuscan Leather easily stays as... Man, man, I don't know how you fuck with Tuscan Leather as an intro. It's, it samples Whitney, what, three or four times? Yeah. You know what? Fuck that. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Nothing was the same was a 40 and Drake project, and that's why it's up there for me. <laughs> okay, fair. You know? Yeah. Because Drake didn't do that. Like, yeah, he rapped and he did amazing. Don't, don't get it fucking But twisted. it's so much on the production but for that project. Man. Yeah. You know the yeah. reason I love shit like <laughs> Wu-Tang Forever, 305 to my city, come through like. Yep. Oh my God. I can't get, I can never get over how good Tuscan Leather is. I can't put it on and not rap every single bar. I'm Fair. sorry. Like Fair. Fair. But nothing was the same as, it's up there because it's, it's my favorite like personal it's not the best that's a different conversation i don't think i don't know if it's the best but it's my favorite drake project is is your best in your opinion if you're reading this too late i i'm not even sure where i lie with that <laughs> i don't even it's, it's a good. tough debate Pick, picking the the best drake album is hard that's tough and it, what's funny is i know it's nothing was the same as like two or three easy i just don't know what else is in that mix right right take care has to be up there uh, it's it's 
it's got to be it's got to be one two one two three in some order for that three album run with take care nothing was the same and if you're reading this and now now you're making me think about like was that just Drake in like his best fucking bag ever? <laughs> do you do you count do you count what a time to be alive? I don't as? know. I was just looking at that. Mm. I, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. My my first exposure to Drake was definitely that fucking Sprite commercial that they played in the movie theaters constantly. Was it? <laughs> hey, where they played Forever? Yeah, they played Forever. I mean, Forever is insane. Forever is a when you I've think played about... Forever so many times in my youth. Do you know how who's on for you, M Wayne Drake? I'm Con- Kanye. Kanye, that's what I thought. That's an insane it's, four. You know how much you'd have to pay money to get that <laughs> to happen now. That's a that's like a multi million dollar song. Jesus Christ. Cost wise. Easy. And like you had Lil Wayne, you had the but like the up and coming one, Drake. You had Lil Wayne who is amazing. Kanye, one of the best, and then Eminem coming back. Yeah. That was his comeback verse. Yeah, that's right. Because that was like '09, <clears throat> I want to say. Patiently waiting for Pinocchio to poke his nose. <laughs> his thank God they gave him the last verse on that because I'd hate to be the guy that has to go out. Go out. Oh, like uh, Drake would have gotten no respect if he had ended up being the last verse because everyone would have just heard M and, and then, then just been like, "Who the fuck is this kid?" You know what like, I would love to know, and this is I'm sure we'll never fucking know. Mm-hmm. I want to know the order of operations on verses that got on that song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to know how, what was the formula to figure out how to order that. I want no, no. Even even more importantly, I want to know how these artists got the track. Like, mm. did um, like let's assume Drake went first, right? Right. Who did it go to next? Ah, uh, I see. Like maybe M wouldn't have gone so hard if Wayne didn't drop such a nice verse right before. Right. And then M was the last one to receive. There's no the way copy. he wasn't. By the way. I don't know, but back then they, I don't know if they really sent shit out like that. You don't know? You don't think so? I think, I think they may have just recorded that in the studio together. That's even, that's even, no. That, that's more wild to think about. That's worse in but, my head for like them as artists than sending it around because they're sitting around and you're telling me Kanye just went in like Kanye does. Yeah. And Lil Wayne just went in. Eminem had to have been like, hey. I wrote a verse for this, but fuck that. <laughs> it reminds me of like uh, the double XL uh, freestyle with JID and Ski Mask the Slump God when when JID went absolutely insane. JID, well, fuck, what does he say? You, s- you sound OLD. He just he goes he like Dra- like Drake with his D R A K E from T R O N T O, but Jid goes like every other word and it's insane. And then Ski Mask just goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then it cuts. He definitely writes a new verse, and then comes back, percent. drops out the beat, and does his There's thing. No, you know what? I wish Ski Mask the Slump God. He makes like the fun rap, but I there's so many hints of like some real shit there yeah his his cadence is super super unique i know i really wish he would like dig into his he's got a song on um stokely called save me that like i adore Mm -hmm. um that's got i don't know who's a vocalist on it but it's got like an amazing chorus and he raps and it like feels real for a second before he goes back to like i'm not gonna call it silly shit but the more more fun rap right right you know you know what like i think 
the only project I can listen to like a little consistently is the one um the one where he had the song Catch Me Outside. And it's it's the song with um <laughs> I hate to say it but <laughs> XXX Tentacion. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't like that I like any of his music and rest in peace and I hate I mean to- X before all of the stuff came out with his girlfriend and all of, like the abuse and stuff. I mean, he I'll never forget the first time I heard um <laughs> what's that one song? <laughs> the song by him? Yeah, the the you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um I was I was on like a camping trip and someone played it around the campfire and I was just like Look at me. What in God's name? <laughs> I loved it, but I was like, what the fuck did I it's just listen to? the same to? reaction I had, too. I remember hearing it and going, what? Yeah. Like, why is this so low quality, but why does it go hard? It was so absurd and so hype that, like, if you play that to any any man in his early 20s, they're going to listen to They that. have to be like, fuck it. Yeah. On repeat. You know what's that? You know rest in peace to him and i you know god i've i've got such a struggle with artists when like you learn something about them that's shitty right um and i've got such a struggle on like how i can enjoy their music moving forward right it's really tough i i i typically can't when it comes to that so i still haven't listened to amir van stuff since he got expelled from brockhampton after all that stuff um it's difficult and but uh he's X triple XXX Tentacion was headed to like a level of stardom that like Lil Uzi is on. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He yeah. was skyrocketing. Yeah, everyone he never would have done the like late show kind of things that some of like those artists have been able to do now. But I, I think just because he wasn't approachable enough. But his sound was getting a lot more refined, I think. The, as uh, the projects went on yo, it was as he like as he kind of explored outside of like the lo-fi zone <laughs> once he started to get some money behind him and it yeah it was very apparent that he was going places yeah he was moving he was um, moving. be that good or bad whatever your opinion on that is but yeah he was he was i mean it's the same with juice world to a to a lesser extent because i i personally don't know of any big controversies that juice world was a part of i don't really think there were not not. especially not to the extent that x was involved in but not that i know of but but juice was on a very similar path he was on like a rocket ship farther along on that path too Mm -hmm. he was yeah he was going to the moon he was like this this guy was already at 40 cents on doge like xxx was like the 12 cents on doge that everyone was freaking out about but juice was he was already high up there, man. Um, and rest in peace to him. And what would it's I I I so thoroughly enjoyed his his like last album before yep. he passed. I actually like loved the whole thing. <laughs> it was just like it it that was tough. Yeah, that was that was uh, unexpected too, especially with the way that it happened. Being having his plane stopped and searched and yeah it's such a terrible terrible story because he i don't think he realized that he would have been okay no because i mean young thug was what arrested for allegedly selling meth 
and was facing like some serious prison time and then he drops you know slime language too <laughs> not 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 more than two years later like i don't think thug ever served like some serious prison time from that no you're if you got money you can beat the system and what's what's tough is that like he was young and didn't and maybe didn't realize that that was yeah he panicked <laughs> he definitely I mean? panicked which i get because i you know i think we'd probably be like the same age as him and even with all the money and the fame i would still probably be like huh? Like, yeah. I would need someone literally next to me being like, hey, young like, kid. Chill, like, chill, you're good, we got you. That This sucks, but <laughs> you are you are who you are. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I, I guess that's what this podcast is going to be about, is going from nothing was the same to the death of Juice World. <laughs> oh yeah, we did, didn't we? Holy we're we're going off on some serious tangents. I'll bring it back a little bit. I'll go, I'll go on to my next album on here. Which is one that you definitely had never heard of before. No. And that was uh, You're Gonna Miss It All by Modern Baseball. I When you put that on there, I legit was like, this is a gamble on whether or not I pick whether. That's what I always have trouble with with bands, especially from the 2000s. Is this the song name or is this the album name or is this the band's name? Yep. 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 Yeah. I, Modern Baseball is, I love it as a band name, I will say. It's they're they're a pop punk band. I should say, I, I guess I should say were a pop punk band. They haven't been um, too active in a minute. Actually, did they? No, I might be thinking of the Front Bottoms released something recently. Um, they've been on hiatus because one of the lead singers, um, his name is is. Uh, slipping my mind right now but has had some mental health issues and thought it was best to step back and so the band hasn't been recording or touring or anything like that for a little while but this was one of the first like i guess more contemporary pop punk albums that i was introduced to when i was in college um shout out my buddy rains green and uh my other good friend jackson lily Oh, wait, you were introduced to this in college? Yep. Yep. No way. When did this come out? Uh, this album, I want to say, was like 2014? 2015, maybe? What? 2014. <laughs> did you give it a shot and you you thought it was like a much earlier I, project? I literally thought this came out before like Paramore. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What? This this is and I thought and I heard an iPhone reference in here and I was like this must be like oh seven like later than I thought that was my right. my literal right yeah no this is twenty fourteen I mean it's one of the most fun albums for me to listen to just because I played it so much when I was in college I know almost every lyric to every song and. It's just one of those, the vocal style is so easy to sing along to. It's super catchy. It's super, um, like, late teens, early 20s kind of immature view on love in a way. <laughs> not not yeah. that Not that I think... I don't know. I guess their songwriting has matured quite a bit as you look at their other la albums later on. So maybe they would even agree that this is a little bit lo uh, of a less mature view on relationships and such. But it's such an easy album to put on when you're, like, upset because 
something isn't going your way when it comes to to a girl and that happened quite a lot in my <laughs> in my early years of college wait are you saying am, am i saying <laughs> am i saying that i had lady problems in college yeah what um so yeah this is just something that you can if you just broke up with someone and you're a little pissed off about it, oh, it's, yeah, put on put on some modern baseball. I and, can totally see that, and you'll feel it. Um, and by the way, I'm not digging at you, lady. If you're in college and you don't have lady problems, you're doing college wrong. <laughs> agree. I, I'd have to agree with that. Um, but yeah, it's just it's so fun. I was actually listening to it yesterday on on the way home from the rehearsal dinner. Me and Megan were just at, um, just because I was a little lit. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, screw it. I wanna, I wanna listen to some, some immature, whiny shit, and that's what I did. And it's, it's just such a good album, in my opinion. It's really fun. It was one of the albums that was more approachable for me to kind of branch into more of like the late '90s, early 2000s emo scene. Even though it's like a mid 2010s pop punk album, it kind of. It had some elements of of other stuff that I would eventually get into. Like um, brand new is is another. It's not. They're not a pop punk band by any stretch of the imagination. But that was kind of. It kind of opened my door to that scene. My buddy Jackson is really big. Is really big into like late '90s emo, early 2000s emo. American Football is another example, which is a strangely similar band name. <laughs> to modern as baseball. modern baseball, American football. Um, American football. Their self-titled debut, 1999, classic emo album. Highly recommend to anyone that like is into that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, modern baseball. You're gonna miss it all. Highly recommend, as, especially as a breakup album. <laughs> modern baseball that's so funny that you thought it was like a, i literally was like early mid 2000s my literal thought was like man this must have been riding on the coattails of nirvana but then i heard like like i said an iphone reference and i was like well this is, this is later than i thought were iphones that popular in 07 this this has to be 07 yeah. that's the thing is i don't think it's super like I don't think it's like really critically acclaimed or anything like that because I don't think they came to the table with anything super original or super groundbreaking, which is why it could pass as like an earlier, uh, an earlier project. But like, I just think that what they did, maybe not what they did, how they did what they did was just fun. So I agree. It is fun. Uh, so I listened to it twice. I'm going to tell you my impression. Yep, go for it. Are you a fan of 21 Pilots? Eh. Really? Eh. That's crazy I surprising. go back and forth. I go back and forth. How? Sometimes I just cringe a little bit. Sometimes I just cringe a little bit. Okay. Some of their projects... What is their... Shoot. I can't think of any names. I just never got super, super into them for some reason. Well, <laughs> so I never got super. Actually, I did. I, I, I got super into them because this, this girl I had a crush on was super into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, well, you know, I want me too. Yep. Um, <laughs> why not? <laughs> so 
I and I like Twenty One Pilots a lot. And you know what the modern bass this album felt like oh man. It felt like if Twenty One Pilots took like ten steps back in their music and that's what this oh was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's insane. That's an insane take. Uh, it's, it's so my take. The entire time all I could think of was like if like I gave this band like five years, they would be like Twenty One Pilots. <laughs> That's so funny. I now I want you to listen to the 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 last album they came out with to see if that opinion holds up. I will, but I'll tell you what I felt about this, and that's I don't even mean that in a bad way. It wasn't bad, but it was like it was like a strip back almost. Yeah, it was like, like if no one in twenty pilot twenty one pilots ever heard like electronic music before. <laughs> yeah, it was like if you stripped away the like <laughs> electronic sound of twenty one pilots. But you know, it was more adolescent than twenty one pilots was too. And I don't mean in terms of like the feelings. It was like how they approached the music itself. Yeah, it it felt, and I feel feels like I'm shitting on it, but I'm not. Cause it was still like fun to hear, it, right. but it was like, it felt young. It felt very young, both in the sound and the quality of the, like the lyrics. And again, the only thing I could think of is if, what are their names? Tyler and Joseph. If those two dudes, uh, it felt like if they made this when they were like sophomores in high school. Right, right, fair. Fair. And that's why I brought up the, the, the immature aspect of it. It's like, it's definitely not. It's pretty immature. And that's yeah. not a bad thing. Again, Lil Uzi was on my list. And it was one of his first mixtapes. Right, right. I'm not like some mature music snob. It, was, it just was. Yeah. And to be fair, we are talking about albums that we <laughs> grew up in. And exactly. like, so I was very much not a mature person. A lot of my lady problems my early years in college were very much self-inflicted wounds. So it, it for sure wasn't the healthiest album for me to listen to during that time period. But God damn, did it feel good. Damn, did it feel good. Yeah. I mean, speaking of like healthy albums with uh, women, I got into The weekend. Oh. At a very poor, poor oh, time no. when it came to relationships. Oh, no. And I don't even want to say when I did because uh, if said woman ever heard this, yeah, she'd be like, all, what with the all due respect. fuck? Yeah, yeah, but like with all due but he definitely played a big part in me going, yeah. fuck this. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> It's like, I'm the shit, man. I can just go to the club and pick up whoever I want, man. Fuck this. I got money. I got talent. I can be like a bell. Like, what am I doing with you? Yeah, that was... I got into The weekend at a very immature time, and he, that was definitely immature music he had at the time. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, definitely led to some decisions. <laughs> Whoops. Uh-oh. My bad. Oh, fuck it. Speaking of immaturity. Blame it on Abel. Yeah. Hey, speaking of immaturity, the next one, uh, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. That's that's the last one on my list. Panic. Panic. Disco. Panic. Uh, this also, this is, this also, this musical choice also comes uh, because of a woman, so... I had a crush on. <laughs> Don't know. drop names. <laughs> no, but I, I'm I'm cool. Drop. All right, drop. Yeah, you this one it. was. I'll bleep it if if. No, yeah, it's it was a short-lived like, crushing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways. Do I know this person? Uh, maybe Brianna Gordaki. 
Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I follow her on Instagram. Glasses gal. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's hey, much love to her. She was a very sweet woman. Is that my Yeah, she she's very very artsy fartsy, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just my way of describing people who are into art, and I'm not good at it, so that's how I talk about it. Um, but she, you know, she was into a, a lot of that kind of music, and I so was not, and so. Um, we connected on things like Childish Gambino's early music, but she was like, oh, like, I'm really into Panic at the Disco. And I was like, what? And, like, I'd been into, like, some of, like, that alternative music prior because, like, I got into, like, Cute is What We Aim For. I got into, like, some stuff, like, like Linkin Park, some stuff like that. Right. On my own. Shout out the Transformers movie. Shout out to, hey, <laughs> I remember Great that, Divide putting them on the, the fucking Great map, and I'd been a huge. I think Lincoln Park. Um, R.I.P. Dude, dude. Um, there, that was one of the first albums that I purchased on iTunes. Because remember, I'm a LimeWire king. So like when I got to purchasing, <laughs> I was still young, and I I was doing both at the time. I was buying and LimeWiring and Pirate Baying. But that was one of the Lincoln Park was one of the first to me. But I hadn't dug too deep past that. Dude, I'm a fucking idiot. I said R.I.P. Did you say? <laughs> Dude. I'm editing. So alive. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Chester Bennington. Yes. I didn't even realize. I have to edit that yeah, out. Please. Holy shit. Please edit that I out. I can't forget to do that. No, please. <laughs> yeah, flag. Whatever. A minute 42. Or an hour 42. <laughs> I'm going to put it in my notes up. Please. Because what I don't want is I know people who adore Linkin Park. And I don't want them to be like, hey, what the fuck? No, and I already realized that I made a mistake by saying uh, Nicki Minaj's fuck. <laughs> Just pulled the arm stand off here. I already realized I made a mistake when I said Nicki Minaj gets a bad rep because her stands are fucking annoying. And it's never good to call a stand. Stands? Uh, fucking annoying. <laughs> the barbs? They You're going to put the barbs on us on yeah, episode I'm gonna get, one? Episode one, barbs immediately rebel. Hey, no publicity is bad publicity, baby. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, but our Peter Chester, uh, first R. and P. foremost. Um, where was I going? Oh, yeah. I had some exposure to that shit, but not too much. And, you know, Brianna was like, no, like, really, like Panic at the Disco is really good. Blah, blah. And I was like, all right, whatever. I know, like, the, I know, like one good song, the one good song. Like, I write since I write since on tragedy. Of course. Yeah. But then I listened to the album, and I was like, oh, my God. This shit is amazing. And... My favorite song on there is not <laughs> I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. Uh, it's actually, I th oh, man, I hope I remember this without seeing it. Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. I think that is correct. Oh, if I get that right on some shit that, like, <laughs> I never actually look at the name for. Panic! At the disco. Yes, it is. Lying, oh, man, I adore that song. So that song made me, like, fall in love with them. Yeah. And uh boy, what an album that is. I was shocked when we were initially talking about the concept for this and you brought up that album. I was shocked that this was their first. Yeah. This is their debut album. That's a debut album? And it's definitely their best. Uh. This is one of the instances <laughs> where the most formative is also the best. The best, because Jesus. Dude, that's a great album. So, yeah, that got me into like... 
you know, and I don't have a ton off the top of my head. It's not like I listen to a ton of alternative right now, but if you go back to like 2006, 2007, 2008, I know a lot of that music. Yeah. Um, and it's only because someone told me to listen to, um, a fever you can't sweat out. And I still, to this day, do listen to Lion's Mo- is this the need to make you sweat my who you think about in bed like mm. i think that's such a like badass song and all it does is bring me back to adolescence of trying to impress a girl the, this album is the epitome of like around that time period bands just naming songs whatever the fuck whatever. they ever it's to. ridiculous what they had the second track is the only difference between martyrdom and suicide is press coverage the next song is london beckons songs about money written by machines they don't say any of that shit in the songs. There's one song that's too... The, the title is too long. <laughs> there's, there's a good reason these tables are numbered, honey. You just... I'm waiting for Spotify to scroll. <laughs> you just haven't the, the thought... Oh, my God. There's more? Tables are numbered, honey. You just haven't thought of it yet. And now it's scrolling. Oh, f- yeah. Hey, guess what? Hey, fuck you. There's for a that. good reason these tables are numbered, honey. You just haven't thought of it yet. Hey, hey, panic. I love your music, but hey, what's it's gotta the be fuck? a shorter title? What are you doing? What? Hey, how, how long is the song? Did it take me longer to figure out? <laughs> it's a three minute and 14 second song. It took me about a third of that time to figure out the entire title. That's hey, that's insane. Panic. That's ballsy, I'm, especially for a first album. What do you, what do you <laughs> imagine being their like their print, their like manager? Yeah, it's just like, are you guys? You know, you already have like you could already make a first chapter of a book with the other song titles. Maybe we'd let the last one be a little shorter. Like what? And then th- think about him like being like. Okay, so how are we going to get radio play with this? <laughs> Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking a close. So how do I tell a DJ in the early 2000s that that's playable? And they didn't. You, they just you, they chose the song where they call someone a goddamn whore. <laughs> and, just, and now it's a classic. That's, I mean, if that's not played at every wedding for people born after 1993, then that wedding oh, yeah. is a failure. Oh, I would, I would, I might go before that. I might go people born in like 1990 to 2000. Yeah. You should know that song. You've got to know that And you got to play it at your wedding. It's a great one. I absolutely agree. That's a great pick. <laughs> and I, I'm going to wrap out my list with, I feel like we've, our lists have been hip hop and like pop punkish, rockish kind of alt. Um, with the exception being Adele, yeah. 19. <laughs> but this will also be an exception with Passion Pit Manners. Yeah. Dude, I didn't know it had the bangers that I thought was on there. Passion Pit Bangers is... I, I don't know how to explain my relationship to this album without giving away too much about my activities as a youngin. <laughs> yeah, anyone who could add two plus two, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but now I'm sure you could put one and two together. If you've ever heard Passion Pit. If you've ever heard Passion Pit, you know. This would make sense. I mean, we're talking Little Secrets, Moth's Wings. Little Secrets is amazing. Little Secrets is classic. I think one of these must have been on a FIFA album. Yes, yes. For sure. Had and to I have been. I think... 
Was it, was it, was it off this album or was it I Take a Walk? I take a walk, take a walk, take a walk. No, it wouldn't I be that. I forget which one was on a FIFA album, but I mean, Passion Pit Manners is just so good. I, I want to say I was exposed to it in high school. The project came out in 09. I want to say I was exposed to it like freshman, sophomore year, maybe. Um, and just we were always playing it when we were hanging out nonstop. It's I say that it's an outlier because for those of you who don't know Passion Pit, they're it's definitely more electronic, not not EDM by any stretch of the imagination, but very electronic kind of glistening um, synth heavy. It's just fun electronic music, I'd say. Tell me if I'm wrong, but are they not like a, a child of Radiohead? Like literally? No, not like literally, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, like Cardi hmm. B stems a lot from Nicki Minaj. I could see that, you, you know, know I mean? as sad as it is for me to admit, I haven't listened to a ton of Radiohead. Really? And that's, I probably should. That's surprising considering yeah. this is on here. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, that very well may be accurate. Because and I should probably listen to some more radio. Is it is it like OK Computer vibes or just overall radio? Well, just overall, you know, their passion pit and their. I don't want to call it experimental because it actually a lot of what they do, unlike Radiohead, in my opinion, feels pretty calculated. It doesn't feel like they're trying something uh-huh. to see if it works. It's it's like, no, we we know this sounds pretty fucking great. Um, I don't know. It's like they, they, they let the sounds do all the talking, and that's super duper rare. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like a, it's an instrumental first kind of band. And they definitely, I mean, they use so much modulation on the voices, too, that it it's really more of an instrument than vocals and lyrics on top of the actual track it's more of like an additional layer to the texture of the overall track agreed by the way i think that's what makes young thug so unique yep he does the yep. same thing but he does it with rap passion pit is the young thug of radio <laughs> 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 passion, passion pit is to Radiohead as Young Thug is to wow I don't know fucking who what DMX I don't know who else, who else um also big R.I.P. to DMX God, holy shit man, does that hurt what a way to go <sighs> if you're gonna go you might as well go like that I hope I I and I say this in all sincerity I hope he was having the fucking time of his life I know. I you know, I have a. I, I have. I see. I I get that, but you know, there's no buts, man. That guy lived a hell of a life at yeah. what fifty. Yeah, I think he died like right on fifty. That's if you look back at all the shit that X, and I don't even want to just say went through, like did. What should he yeah. accomplished? Is he not like one of like he's, he's gotta be one of the 10. few first off, yes. Yeah. Top ten rapper. I think him and Tupac are one of the only people that have sold uh, a number one album in the same year, like rapper wise. Mm. Um, which insane accomplishment. That's nuts. 
Uh, that being said, Drake could probably do it if he wanted to. If he wanted to, but he hasn't. No. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and for what it's worth, he was alive for both of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So which makes it so like... And he, yeah, the longevity he's had, the love he's had, like, he got to do that versus with Snoop Dogg, which was amazing. I have yet to watch it, and I really need to. I need to find a way to watch it for free. Is oh, it on yeah, YouTube? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'll have to look into that. But, man, it was great to, like, that he got to see how much people loved him. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, a lot of... He, he lived long enough to... to hear the appreciation yeah and and see kind of his influence evolve and take form in other um kind of facets of rap easily easily D- dmx was that man can make some fucking music yeah yeah Holy 100%. again this is how this podcast is going to be we're going to go from passion pit to dmx <laughs> to dmx in a heartbeat um so. but yeah i I, I've seen Passion Pit live once, but yeah, it was a great it was a great live show. Um, That's ten out of ten would recommend. I remember I actually borrowed a T shirt from Jake Clanton. Really? Because I I had never like I think it was the first concert that I had gone to since. I guess an easier way to say this would be it was my second ever concert. Yeah, I was gonna say since your first concert. Yeah. Um, so it was like the first time going on my own. I didn't really know how to dress. So I was like, Jake, could I borrow a t-shirt? He gave me like a, a t-shirt, like a black t-shirt with like a cat's face on it, looking up into like the galaxy or whatever, like one of those goofy ass cat shirts. And I was like, that, this is perfect. Dude, how are I'll you right supposed in. to dress for concerts, bro? I, I didn't know. No, I, st- by the way, I, I still, still don't, don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you never, at first I thought like, yeah, you wear the t-shirt of the band that you're going to see. Like but you're no, going to a sporting cheesy. event, but now that's, but then I find out that's corny that's and I'm like, cheesy. okay, so do I wear like a different, what I've, what I've settled on is I wear a different band's t-shirt. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I see a lot of music, especially cause I started going to a lot of, when I was at Oglethorpe, um, I would just go to all these cheaper like pop punk shows yeah because all these bands like modern baseball and uh like tiger's jaw the front bottom <laughs> modern band that still blows my mind oh yeah um but yeah all these shows were like dirt cheap like yeah. 10 15 20 bucks max um so i would just get all these like band t-shirts um where was I going with this? Oh yeah, What's and I where? just I just had collected so many and was just like fuck it, I can just wear another band's T-shirt if it's cool enough looking, and it pass off as like okay, this guy not only goes to this concert but he's been he to other to ones other as concerts. well. Whoa. What oh, a what a sweet guy. Low key flex. Yeah. So here's here's what I've settled on by way of concerts, and so I I adore concerts first and foremost. I love hip-hop so i go to a lot of hip-hop concerts um and i was i'm i get i got really conflicted in my first like five or so because i was like okay here's what's happening i can't dress my best because i'm going to a hip-hop concert where i'll probably be like up and yelling the lyrics and sweat like a fuck ton right so my best is not going to look great by the end of the night okay fine i can't go bummy 
I look stupid. I can't wear. You can't wear like gym shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. I can't wear a Drake t-shirt to the Drake concert because that looks cheesy. Right. What the fuck do I, I don't. It really limits you. I don't want to, I don't want to wear like my everyday stuff because then it looks like, oh, did I accidentally walk into a concert today? (laughs) Right. Right. So. It's a weird like pocket that you have to find. It is. I settled on fucking Hawaiian tees. That's a good one. It's a good one. I can sweat it out. That's a good one. You stand out it. in the crowd a little bit. I can stand out in the crowd a People little bit. People know, like, you're a good time. You're here to have fun. I'm here to have fucking fun. Yeah, and I'm I like that. Hawaiian tees the entire time. I like that. I eventually settled on, I would wear the dirtiest pair of Vans that I had. <laughs> oh, smart. I would wear these shorts that I'm wearing right now, some khaki shorts, and then I'd wear, like, a band t-shirt. It's not the concert outfit's not easy to find. Like it's not what's gonna work because you, you also don't want to wear the same thing to every show. No, fuck no. You look, then how are you gonna post pictures on the ground? You look insane you know? on Instagram, <laughs> it's like, bro. This, this guy really likes his white t-shirt tan short combo. Loves that outfit. Oh man, yeah, you look like a crazy person on the internet. Honestly, um, man, maybe that'll be a podcast episode. <laughs> What to wear to concerts? What to wear to concerts? That's a complicated question. Hell yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah. So just to recap, I guess. Hell yeah. Um, I'll give a quick rundown of our lists in case any of y'all haven't heard any of these projects and maybe want to check them out at some point. Um, Devon's list was The Carter Three by Lil Wayne. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert versus The World by Lil Uzi. Yeah. Uh, 19 by Adele. Nothing Was the Same by Drake, and A Fever You Can't Sweat Out by Panic at the Disco. An excellent collection of albums. Great collection. So eclectic. Um, (laughs) And then mine were Paramore's Riot, Chance the Rapper's Acid Rap, uh, Brockhampton's Saturation, uh, Modern Baseball's You're Gonna Miss It All, and Passion Pit's Manners. So if you haven't heard any of those projects um, and you want to get a better sense of kind of where we're coming from when it comes to our opinions on music and kind of just more context as to as to what's driving our likes and dislikes overall, um, definitely go give them a listen. Give them a ring, dude. Those are some. Yeah, those are a lot of good projects. Oh, yeah. Those are a lot of good that was a That was a solid list we put together. Um, and then, yeah, I guess just... Keep an ear to the streets. <laughs> we'll be we'll be recording our Brockhampton Roadrunner episode at some point in the near future. I am gonna have to edit this motherfucker, so we'll see what that's like. <laughs> Full disclosure, have never done anything like this, so uh, please be patient. Shout out Jake and V. I know I just told y'all we were about to record this, but it'll be a little bit before you hear it. I'm sure. Perfect. Um, but yeah, for those of y'all that made it to the end, really appreciate it. Yeah, if you made it to the end, you're a trooper. You must know one of us if you made it to the end. You definitely know at least one of us if you made it to the end, if not both. Um, And yeah, I don't know. You want to give any shout outs for the end of our first episode? No. No? (laughs) No. I'm not a shout out person. I wish I was. Uh, Well, you know what? How about this? Shout out to my, my dad for uh giving me music it's it's like one of the biggest parts of my life and i know for a fact a lot of it comes from him i like that pops there like you that. go shout out pops um and i will give a shout out to my boy rains green who i met my freshman year at oglethorpe and whose name in my phone is still to this day rains the music encyclopedia Whoa. because he is into everything 
introduced me to like streaming services <laughs> and also mp4 to mp3 converter so whoa shout out rain screen um definitely would not be as into music as i am without uh without his influence as well so damn those are our shout outs and that <laughs> is gonna wrap up episode one of notes for notes oh.